Matthew chapter 18. We'll begin in verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, and throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is one of those things that we have overcomplicated so much that we just can't ever get there sometimes. Here's, here's the, the simple way to understand forgiveness. It's, uh, it means to release someone from their debt. Now I want you to notice that in that statement there is nothing about Restored relationships. There's nothing about hurt being healed. There's nothing about you liking it. There's nothing about you liking the person. It's a simple thing. Releasing someone from their debt. If we go back up and look here at what this master did for that servant that owed so much, It says in verse 24, it says, When he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed 10,000 talents. I don't know how much a talent is in today's money, but it's a lot. I know a, a denarii, which was a much lesser amount, was a day's wage. It's what you could earn in a day. Verse 25 says, but as he was not able to pay, and y'all, we're going to tie this in today to our relationship with God most definitely. 
I want you to be thinking about that because here's this servant in physical terms was not able to pay what he owed. We're very much like that with, with the Lord in spiritual terms. We're not able to pay our debt. We're not able to pay what we owe. And so he was not able to pay and the master commanded that he be sold. He's like, I'm going to get my money back, right? I, I have a debt that's valid. You owe me an amount and I'm going to get my money. When the servant begged, the master was moved with compassion. What could he have done? He, he, the debt was still valid. He could have said, okay, I'm going to give you more time. But do you all understand there was no way he could pay this debt? This debt was so great, there's no way he would ever be able to pay it back. And the master in that moment of, of move, being moved by compassion said, I'm not only going to give more time, I'm just going to forget all of that. I'm going to erase the debt. I'm going to forgive it. Like it never happened. So what is forgiveness? Simply releasing someone from their debt. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you physically forget what someone has done. But our Lord chooses to forget what we have done when He forgives us, gives us our sin. Forgiveness means simply that you're no longer going to hold it against them. So where I want to really get today, y'all, we could, we could have this uh, go a lot of different ways. I've heard many messages about forgiveness. I've heard people all my life telling me about how I should forgive and, and all of that. But the thing that really is impressed upon me today that I, I want to ensure that everyone gets is, is, you know, we could talk about the why. And we laid it out here pretty plainly in this passage that Jesus says at the end, if, if you don't forgive... Don't expect God to forgive you. And I think this parable also explains that even though you have been forgiven, if you then choose not to forgive, that you may have to pay that debt then. That debt can be brought back. And so I'm not, I'm not here today to try to put any sort of um, uh, thing in front of you that will somehow force you into forgiving someone even though we could, right? Well, I believe the Word of God tells us that, and we would be completely accurate in delivering that kind of message, and, but that's not what I'm here to do today. Why should you forgive besides the fact that Jesus told you to? Besides the fact that it's in the Bible. Sometimes we look at forgiveness as something we do for somebody else. This master that a debt was owed to did not go about the, uh, forgiving someone for their benefit. If you go back to the beginning, you'll see that he was examining his accounts. 
He had found debts that were owed to him. And, and, it, and I'm, I'm here today to talk about, let's just talk about the physical for a moment. If somebody owes you money, if somebody owes you, they've done you wrong, whatever it may be, who is the stress on? The one that is owed. I'm the one thinking about it. If I, if I loan you $10,000 and don't come ask because I ain't got it, <laughs> I'm the one thinking about the $10,000. The one that borrowed it may not be thinking about it at all. If, if you do me wrong, if you, if you say something that offends me, who's thinking about it? You may not even know you said it. But I'm thinking about it because I feel like I've been done wrong. So forgiveness, y'all, this is why I want to explain how plain and simple this is. Forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. Forgiveness is not for their benefit, even though they may benefit from it. Forgiveness is for the one that owes the, that has the debt owed to them. And if you're sitting here today and you have something against someone, somebody has done you wrong or whatever, I need you to really listen. It's this simple. You can just release them from that debt. The stress that is on you, the, the feeling of anxiety, the pressure, the emotions, the, the anger, the hatred, all of that stems from the debt that is owed. But when you release them from a debt, the stress can fade away. There's several things I want to say about that today. First of all, uh, like I've already touched on, uh, you releasing them from their debt doesn't mean you have to like them. Okay? Sometimes we feel like... And y'all, I'm going to share with you today just... I'm not saying this is you. I'm saying I know how I feel. <laughs> okay? So take it for what it's worth. Sometimes we feel like in order to forgive someone, we've got to be over it. We've got to be at the point where we're healed, where we're not mad anymore. And I would say there are some instances you will never get there. especially while you're holding on to unforgiveness. Sometimes you've got to forgive knowing I'm still going to be upset about it. I'm still going to be hurt. That relationship's still not going to be restored. I'm still not going to be at a place where I'm, I want to be around this person. But I've got to forgive anyway. You know, our hope ought to be, and I just want to step back for a moment, our hope ought to be that all those things happen. That relationships are restored, that there's joy within our families and friends and other relationships, that, that we don't have anger, we don't have all these things. That would be great. But we cannot wait on those things to happen until we give forgiveness. Thank God that Jesus Christ did not wait to pay my debt until I was restored. See, those things don't, wait, don't make sense, do they? If He would have waited until I had done everything right, I would never have had salvation. 
If he would have waited until my debt had already been paid, there would have been no need for him to do it. The first thing we think of when we think about forgiveness is forgiving other people. That's what I've been talking about this whole time. Forgiving somebody else for something they've done, for something they didn't do, how they might have harmed you. And y'all, I don't want you to misconstrue this thing I'm saying today is is these things are invalid. I, I know they are. But there's another thing we need to hit today. It's not just forgiving other people. It's also about forgiving yourself. And this is not one of them... Um, I don't, want to, I don't want you to misunderstand the thing I'm saying today. This is not one of those things to promote self. Okay? But here, here's the thing. When I'm saved, when the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied to my life and my sin has been washed away, who am I to go and bring those things up again? Y'all, I don't know who I'm speaking to today. But I can tell you from my own personal experience, I know my sin in the past. And I will bring it back up. Guilt and shame will eat you alive. Even though you've been forgiven, you've been washed clean, you've been made whole, you remember Sometimes we don't forgive ourselves of the things we've done. You know, that forgiveness can extend to other people, but it needs to extend to you also, because I've done wrong. I've done things that I'm ashamed of. And if I don't move past that, if I don't say, okay, Kevin, that debt has been paid, you're free of it. I will hold on to those things, and they will hinder me the rest of my life. We have an enemy. In Revelations, he's referred to as the accuser of the brother. And it says that he, he accuses us before God day and night. But the Word of God also tells us that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. I want you to just understand how this scenario plays out. Because... Here's a, here's a very important note. If you're taking notes for some reason, uh, accusations are not evidence. They never are. You can bring all the accusations you want, and I'm not saying people won't look into it, but nobody is ever convicted of an accusation alone. You see, in a, in, a, in a court case, if there has been an accusation made, you can bring all of those accusations, but what has to be with it? Evidence. If there is no evidence, accusations are just that. They're just accusations. And so we have an accuser, our enemy. He stands before God day and night making accusations. Remember this time. Look at what he did. All those things that he's done in his past. But then we have an advocate. Jesus Christ, the righteous, the one that laid down His life and His blood, paid the debt that we owed. And from that moment forward, God says, it's paid. You don't owe anything. Your debt's been forgiven. So when that accusation comes up, what's God, the judge? What's His response? 
Where's the evidence? And our advocate stands up and says, that debt was paid. We talked, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, about that phrase, tetelestai, where, where it's finished, it's complete, it's done, it's, it's washed away. Y'all, that is us before a holy and righteous God. When we are saved, when we've asked Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, it's done. So why is this so important when we talk about forgiveness? Because many times we carry that guilt and shame still for things that have been washed away and made clean, and we will go and try to drag them back up. We try to sometimes pull them right out from under the blood. Why would the enemy do this? He's got to do something. He's got a lot of time. He's got a lot of free time. No, that's not it. Here's something else I want you to understand. Y'all, I know this seems all over the place today, but I hope you can just kind of focus where I'm not focused. So, he makes accusations. There's no evidence. Why is he doing this? Why is he making an attack? Why does he attack you? Those are all good. I heard a guy say the other day, have you ever noticed there's no security guards at McDonald's? What would they guard? There ain't no treasure there. <laughs> you don't see security guards at McDonald's, but you do see them at banks sometimes, right? There's a treasure there. There's something worth guarding. And let, let's just flip that a little bit now. Why would an enemy attack? There's something worth attacking. There's a treasure in each and every one of us. We, we have a treasure Inside, we've talked about the, the hope that is in us, this treasure in earthen vessels. There's nothing good to look at on the outside that's any different from the rest of the world, but we have a hope within us. And that enemy says if that ever gets out, if people ever see the goodness of God in the land of the living, then the kingdom's going to gain ground. So I'm going to attack. I'm going to attack the good thing. I'm going to make accusations against the good thing. And y'all, we as children of God believe it sometimes. We believe the accusations of the enemy against ourselves because we have not forgiven ourselves of it. If you're living a righteous and pure life, there is no evidence of the accusation. If the accusation is tied to something that you've been forgiven of, then there is no evidence to prove the accusation. It's been washed. When Israel was in captivity in Egypt, there came a, a plague upon Egypt. 
The firstborn of all the land was going to die. The destroyer came through the land. The angel of death, you might call him. But God spoke and he gave Moses uh, guidance. He said, Moses, if you will go and kill a lamb, a, a pure spotless lamb, one that ain't got nothing wrong with it, one that you'd rather not get rid of. If you'll take it and you'll slaughter it and you'll take the blood of that lamb and put it on the doorpost, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. We all understand how that is symbolic of the work that Jesus Christ would later do on the cross. His blood was shed and it is then applied to us and because of that, that destroyer passes over us. That death has been paid. It's been forgiven. But I want you to think about one other thing. That destroyer only came by one time. If he saw the blood, moving on. He didn't come back later on to check and see if he was still there. He just needed once. Y'all understand what I'm saying? He just needed one time. Sin only needs to be covered by blood one time. But what do we do? I say we. I'm going to say me. What do I do? I will go time and time again and ask for forgiveness because I still feel guilt. I'll say, Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. And you know, I, I never actually heard him say this, but I feel like he's probably saying, forgive you of what? I don't know what you're talking about. It's not that easy for us to forget, is it? If you do me wrong, I'm going to remember. But you know what I've noticed? When I truly forgive, if time goes by, I start forgetting. I start having a really hard time remembering the details of what happened. True forgiveness does eventually bring about forgetting. And you say, Brother Kevin, that all sounds really easy, but you don't know. Well, I do. <laughs> okay. You see, I, I can say it's just simply releasing somebody from their debt, but that's not so easy to do. And there's times when you do that and you've got to do it again in an hour. And again, an hour later, and again the next day. And I may have to get up several times and say, I released that person from this debt. I forgive them. And I'm mad. And I forgive them again. And I forgive them again because I'm still upset. I'm still mad. Y'all, I told you, it's so simple. That doesn't mean it's easy to do. The, the, the understanding of it is simple. It's release them from a debt, but the process of doing it's not so easy but let's not wait 
And y'all, I see people do it all the time, and I see it destroy families. I see it destroy so many relationships. And I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this thing play out, and the other party says, what are you talking about? I didn't even know I did that. I'm so sorry. And they spent years with anger and animosity built up, and the other person didn't even know what was going on. Let's not do that, church. I don't know what's going on in your life. I, I am certain with everything that's in me that you have a tremendous amount of hurt, and I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm saying you still need to forgive. It doesn't make what they did right. You understand that's not what we're saying. To release someone from their debt does not justify what they did. To release someone from their debt doesn't say you're okay with it now. It just simply says, I'm not going to hold you accountable for that anymore. You're free of it. I'm now free. You look back again at that master. When he freed that servant from the debt, he's thinking, I can just scratch that one off my books. I don't have to worry about that $10,000 no more. Free of it. Church, I don't know who this is for today, but I firmly believe with everything that's in me that God had this message for us. It may be for every single one of us. It may be for one of us. I don't know. But I do know that there is a level of freedom and peace that you can gain by simply releasing someone from the debts they owe.